Hi, I'm Patricia Grabark. And I'm Katina Sawyer, and welcome to the Worker Being Podcast. So today is a Katina article, aka an article Katina read. So what's the topic today? Today the topic is workplace bullying. So usually we talk about, or we've talked a little bit more, I guess, about things that are like positive in the workplace. Um, And this is going to be a topic of um, sort of what can you do to combat something negative at work. Um, And I think it's something interesting and exciting to talk about because a lot of people experience bullying, but maybe don't feel justified in it. So I think it'll be a good conversation for us to talk about what happens when people face challenges at work and how uh, you might be able to overcome that. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting topic. I mean, it's very important. Uh, People talk a lot about bullying at school, but less so at work. So I think people need to be aware that that happens too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think that's true. Like we think about bullying as a kid activity, but in reality, a lot of adults engage in behaviors that are, you know, associated (laughs) with sort of like playground type stuff, even into adulthood. Um, And I think that that kind of makes people feel silly about bringing it up. Um, And so, you know, I think that this is, it's, it's good to feel like, if you think that this is happening to you, you're probably not crazy. Um, it's very possible that it is. Um, but I don't know, Patricia, did you did you ever have any experiences with bullying? Not in the workplace. Um, yeah, not really in the workplace. I mean, at school, like, you know, what kids are like, they can be mean. So there's definitely been like little things here and there at school. But also, like, I didn't have a bad experience at school either. I feel like I've been pretty lucky in terms of bullying. I think there was one year in fourth grade when none of the girls liked me. I was like the new girl, but I didn't know that they didn't like me until like eighth grade (laughs) when they told me that they didn't like me in fourth grade and they hit it very well. They were like nice to me for some reason. So like, that's the (laughs) worst bullying I got is like where they didn't like me behind my back. (laughs) Four years ago, I hated you and now I'm going to tell you all about it. (laughs) yeah so (laughs) not really the worst bullying experience ever what about you I did not get bullied either although I feel like our my grade school class was just like there was a lot of bullying that happened and definitely like I was not cool by any means in my class like I was sort of like I wasn't like a person that really got bullied but I also wasn't cool I was just kind of like I don't know. I was like present and no one bothered me, but also like you were there. No, yeah, I was like there. And um, so like I didn't have any like particularly like positive things pop. I was not popular, but I also wasn't like getting picked on. But there were a lot of kids in my class that got picked on. And it's like so sad um, to mm-hmm. think about that, you know, these kinds of like exclusionary, like in-group, out-group stuff happens so young and gets ingrained mm-hmm. in people so young. Um And, you know, just thinking about now on the other side, like not that I am a parent, but just thinking about it on the other side of like that those kids went home and like, you know, their parents were probably upset that they were getting bullied and they were upset that they were getting bullied and it just sucks, you know? So, Mm -hmm. um, when you think back on it, you're like, wow, that was really sad. But when you're a kid in the class, you're just like, oh, like that's happening. And you're not really thinking about like the emotions that the other person's feeling, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we definitely had, especially in my like middle school class, there were some girls that were bullied a lot by, I mean, girls and guys in the class. It was just, yeah, it's pretty awful. Um, so I definitely saw it. 
I'm happy to say I did not bully people, um, but I didn't necessarily stop it either. And luck- luckily, luckily, I was not like the the brunt of the bullying either. So I feel like overall I came out unscathed, but not everybody in the class could say the same. Yeah, I feel like I ne- I definitely didn't ever bully anybody or I like don't think that I ever did. But I did have this one time where there was like a um, boy in our class who like got picked on a, a good bit and I liked him like he was really nice, but he was like sitting across from me at the lunch table and I thought that my juice box was finished, but it wasn't. And I like <laughs> pretended to like squeeze it at him as like a joke, but like all this like red juice came out and he wore glasses and it just like splattered no. all over his glasses <laughs> and got Aww. all over his shirt. And then like people saw that it happened and they were like, ha, ha, ha and thought that like I did it on purpose, but I didn't do it on purpose and I felt so bad. And I was like, oh. it's just a joke. I did. I was just kidding. And like the poor <laughs> boy was like cleaning juice off his glasses and I was like, oh my God, this is terrible. So maybe, maybe one time there was a time when a person thought that I bullied them, but I, it really was an accident. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, there may have been situations that like that for me too. I just don't have any vivid memories of anything like that. Um, But (laughs) that poor guy. Oh, you can tell I still carry the guilt of the the juicing, (laughs) the juicing incident with me. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) Oh man. Oh God. But yeah, like in the workplace, I'm trying to think, like, I don't think there's any, I, most of the places I've worked were really positive. Um, and I didn't, haven't seen any bullying, like that I can think of, uh, I've definitely seen some conflict. There was like one job that I had where there was definitely conflict between some, some individuals, but I would never, it was never like to a bullying compo- aspect. You know what I mean? It was like people were both angry and at each other. Versus like actually bullying. So um, I think that generally I've been able to avoid that for the most part in my life. So I think it's pretty lucky. Yeah. I feel like there are certain workplaces that are just more prone to like people like when people feel less empowered, they like themselves as employees, they like take it out on other people. Like I've seen some of that where people feel like they have like this small like scope of responsibility and they're like not happy with that so they try to like take whatever power they have and like use it against people who they at least can have some power over I've seen Mm -hmm. that happen and then I also know somebody who actually their HR person was like a huge bully and um yeah and like she came to me to ask for advice because she had just started in this company as like an HR coordinator and she was telling me that like the HR director would be like oh today's like designer handbag Monday and like everyone in the HR team has to bring in a designer handbag. And then like there was one woman that was like, Oh, I don't have a designer handbag. And the HR director was like, Oh, that's okay. And then the whole day she was like, Oh, so-and-so doesn't have an HR, like a a designer handbag. Like she was talking about her behind her back, like that she couldn't bring, it was like literally like mean girls. And then she would sit (laughs) in the cafeteria and make fun of people as they walked in. Like they, all the HR people were supposed to sit at one table and she would sit facing the door and like, make fun of people as they're walking in. And the person that talked to me about it was just like, I feel really uncomfortable. Like we're in HR, but this is my boss. Like, what do I do? 
So oh like, my gosh, I just like told her that she was in school at the time. And I was like, just use school as an excuse and try to find a different job. Like try to find a different department and just say like, oh man, like I'm so slammed with work. Like on my lunch break, I have to sit at my desk and like get some schoolwork done. I can't come down to the cafeteria and like mm-hmm. make fun of people with you. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so oh like gosh. I do think it happens. Um, but luckily, like I've seen less of it. Um, and and when I have seen it, I feel like I was in a position where I had already like grown some like um, good like self protective defense mechanisms. So I didn't like fully feel the brunt of it. But I think that you know, especially if you're new um, or if you know this person wields a lot of power over you it can be really distressing yeah it really can be well let's hear about the article let's find out what research says around bullying in the workplace yeah so this article is by nielsen and einerson and it's in work and stress which is a journal that we don't always pull from but the reason that i thought that it was cool is because it's uh two meta-analyses in one article so we've talked about meta-analysis before but just as a refresher a meta-analysis is uh, basically taking a bunch of articles and rolling them all together to say we have study a study b study c maybe they each find slightly different things and then you put all those samples together and say okay across this huge sample of people what do we know about the relationships between x and y and so this was a set of two meta-analyses on bullying Um, And so it includes 77,721 individuals in the data sets. And it was 137 uh, samples um, that were included, 66 independent samples across 137 cross-sectional effect sizes. So basically a lot of data (laughs) is the point. Yeah, that is a lot of data. Yeah, and and the basic take-home points of this article is that, you know, I'm, I'll give some definition of bullying, but that bullying is has really negative impacts um, on people at work. And so I think the, you know, take-home point here is that um, if you're experiencing this and you're feeling badly, um, there's a reason for that. We'll talk about why and what some of the things you might look out for might be. Uh, maybe you're denying to yourself that you're being bullied at work or you're not – you're just pushing it off and not thinking about um, what the symptoms might be. So recognizing those symptoms in yourself and saying maybe that's what it's due to. Um, and then I'll also talk a little bit about why managers should take this seriously. Great. Okay. What was the title of the article? I don't think yeah, you mentioned so that. Yeah, so the title is Outcomes of Exposure to Workplace Bullying, a Meta-Analytic Review. Okay. Well, let's start with the definition of bullying then because, you know, we've been talking about it a little bit. And our experience, but we have not defined it. So what would the researchers say bullying is? Yeah, so bullying is a situation where one person in your workplace or several people in your workplace, it could be, over some period of time, um, perceive themselves to be on the receiving end of negative actions from either a supervisor or a coworker. Um, And part of the definition is that you find it difficult to defend yourself against these actions. So that could be because of a power differential. It could be because of interpersonal relationships that you need to maintain with that person or because you're being intimidated or threatened by that person. You're not sure how to handle it. So bullying happens when you're sort of on an ongoing basis perceiving yourself as being receiving negative actions from somebody at work 
And part of it is that you, you're not standing up for yourself. So it keeps going or you have tried to stand up for yourself and it's not working. So it's this continued Mm -hmm. negative behavior. Mm -hmm. So the fact that it's continued is the important piece. So it's not like, you know, Joe was really mean to me today, but then like normally we're fine. Yeah. It's the continuous behavior. Yeah. So uh, there are a lot of different ways that people can like take out aggression on each other at work. Um, And workplace bullying is a systematic and prolonged exposure to negative or aggressive behavior. Um, And generally workplace bullying stays in the psychological side of things so trying to get under somebody's skin or excluding somebody or saying nasty things to someone it doesn't cross the line into workplace violence which would be actual physical violence Um, that's a different set of literatures Um, but this is really more of a psychological nature so this is when you're saying like prolonged and all that so this is something that's happening a lot it's happening over and over again Um, somebody or some people are targeting you or a group of people um and just being awful to them in some way so could be making fun of them joking with them in like a non-true joke like in a really rude way um they could be like you said threatening them um being sort of aggressive but it's all kind of more verbal and and making somebody feel really negatively but it's not actually physically harming them or touching them correct yeah so it's different it's different than you know violent behavior um and it's also different from like oh there's just this like grumpy person who's rude to everybody and so that you and all the other people around you can kind of rally around like oh we all know that that person just treats people badly but you don't feel singled out in any way um so it's sort of like this ongoing behavior where you feel like there's some reason that this person has singled you out or singled this group out. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's not just like the grumpy person down the hall. It's, it's more targeted than that. So this is like a example in media that's funny, but probably wouldn't be funny in real life. Like in parks and rec with Jerry. Do you watch, did you watch parks and rec? Yes, yes, yes. You have it right. So Jerry would be, would be the one that's bullied (laughs) by everybody else. Yes, correct. Yes. Okay. Yes. You got it. Um, so yeah, so it's not like, oh, these people around me are just mean or generally like, you know, I work with a team of seven people and all seven of us are treated terribly by this one person. Um, but rather it's like this one person has singled out one or two people on that team and they're nice to everybody else, but not to those two people, for example. So there's some inconsistency in their behavior. Um, Mm -hmm. and the negative behaviors are towards a particular target. So basically if you feel like you're being singled out on an ongoing basis by someone at work, who's not doing that to everyone around them, then you may be being bullied. Okay. That, and that's good. That's good to clarify. And poor Jerry in Parks and Rec. Yeah. Poor Jerry. I always felt so sad for his character and I think everyone like laughs at it, but it's kind of sad. It is sad. (laughs) And based on this article, Jerry may suffer serious long-term consequences. Oh, no. Poor Jerry. At least he has a good home life. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We can pray for that for Jerry. (laughs) But remember, he had, like, the supermodel wife. Like, he did have a good home life. Yeah, that's true. Anyways, I'm getting so derailed. Okay. (laughs) But what what did the article find, then? 
So basically, um, just to give like a little bit more on like acts of bullying, because that has something to do with how they like included studies or didn't include studies. So Mm -hmm. basically there are different behaviors that are studied that constitute bullying. So that's like verbal hostility, like we talked about, shaming people in front of other people, um, obstructing Mm -hmm. people's work situations in a targeted way. So like trying to make it so that someone can't access something that they need um, or socially excluding people from a peer group. Um, So leaving Mm -hmm. people out. So anything that included that um, was made a part of the article. Um, And basically what they found is that bullying um, really has some negative impacts on people's well-being. So, of course, we're always talking about well-being here. Um, and what they found was actually some pretty strong effects across this huge data set that bullying really does take a toll on you. And I think that this can be important because, um, I'll talk to you about the specific, um, things that they outlined it having an effect on, but basically when you're exposed to bullying, it sort of like activates this like threat system within you. That can be really distracting and really stressful. So it's like you have something happen to you that's disturbing and bullying falls into that category. Um, And so you're not just going to like have that happen and then move on with your day. Right. It sort of keeps you like cognitively on guard, like you're not trusting the people around you and you're thinking you're trying to figure out what just happened. Why did it happen? Is it something about me? Is it something about the other person? Um, And trying to make sense of it. And you also can get these physiological um, like sort of activations that happen when someone bullies you. So people can get like it sounds weird, but people can get like sweaty palms or they can start to get shaky or they can start to feel their heart rate rise. So there are sort of these like physiological things that happen and cognitive things that happen when you get bullied um, that are basically read as stressful by the body. Um, So more or less when bullying happens, Mm -hmm. it creates these like in the moment stressors. Um, but over time, they can build up to have really big I'm just impacts. trying to think it through. So it kind of reminds me of what you're saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it reminds me of, like, the whole idea of fight or flight. Like, you're in a stressful situation, and so you're, like, you're physically reacting because mm-hmm. you want to get away from that stressful situation. And that would cause you to have things like sweaty palms, et cetera, because you're in your heart rate up because you're kind of, like, you're just constantly reacting to this bad thing. So is that kind of on, on par of what you're thinking? We're talking about exactly yeah so it's like this thing happens and it's a negative experience to you so someone's mistreating you you're feeling negatively about it so you know you're gonna react like you're saying this fl- like fight or flight idea so like your body starts to get into that mode of like what do I need to do how do I respond so not only are you thinking about a response and trying to make sense of what's happening but your body's also going into a mode of like uncertainty right so you start to get nervous or anxious. Um, and over time, if that's happening to you multiple times a day or, um, you know, if it's happening to you over even longer periods, months or years, not only can you like build up um, kind of, you would think that you could build up like an immunity to it, but actually what ends up happening in some instances is like people build up like, it's like a 
stress like a stressor in a response where you get conditioned to like oh no this person's coming mm. and even as you see the person coming you can start to have these like anxious responses right so um it actually ends up becoming more frequent the more frequently you're exposed to it because you start to associate that person with negative things so even if you're in a meeting with that person for example you might start to feel some of the same physiological responses that you have when that person's actually actively bullying you and that creates a lot of problems if you're seeing that person frequently or have to email with that person frequently or whatever so it turns into a lot more stressful interactions than just the bullying interaction Mm, okay so it's kind of like you know I've now um, been conditioned to think that this person is going to be harmful. It's harmful. It's harmful. It's kind of like, you know, when, um, you know, animals learn like what time of the day to eat or what means that they're getting food. That's like a more positive side. Um, mm-hmm. or that th- there's like, you just know, like your body just knows something's going to happen. And so it reacts before it even happens. So, um, and in this case, obviously it's a negative thing. So you see this person and you're already thinking or feeling or see their name or whatever, and you're reacting to it just because you're conditioned to react to it. You're feeling that additional stress. So then you're getting stress on top of stress on top of stress and it becomes this awful spiral. Yeah. And it's particularly bad if people view themselves as unable to really address it. Mm-hmm. So it's like if someone says something bullying to me and I try to defend myself And maybe I didn't do the best job defending myself, but I felt like it did something. The next time I see that person, I might be a little bit more confident of like, okay, that was my first try, but maybe I can cope with it. Or maybe I talk about it with somebody that I trust and they make me think about it differently. And I'm able to like rationalize a way why that person might be bullying me. And so the next time it happens, I have, I'm in a little bit of a different mindset. So there are ways that you can cope like psychologically with this Mm -hmm. but let's say you try to defend yourself and you completely fail and the person just totally destroys you or you don't have anybody that you can talk to about it to try to gain resources to help you combat it on an ongoing basis the more that you have that feeling of helplessness the worse it's going to be for you so um, there's also these uh, like physiological and psychological responses are stronger If you feel like there's just, I just don't know how to cope with this or I've tried to cope and it hasn't worked. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to deal with it. And so you're feeling in addition to getting that, that negative, um, um, you know, behavior thrown your way from the, the bully, you're also just feeling more and more helpless because you just don't know what to do. So that kind of compounds on it. So it's like multiple things happening at once. Yes. And then to make it a little bit more complicated. So I'm being bullied. And if I feel like I can't cope with the bullying or deal with it directly and it's ongoing, it's going to continue to get worse for me psychologically and physically. But then I also may be more likely to interpret things as bullying Mm. that maybe I originally wouldn't have interpreted as bullying the longer that goes on. So things that prior to this bullying, like, you know, prolonged bullying that person might say or do, or another person might say or do to me, I may not interpret it as bullying outside of this context. But now that I'm really like hyper aware of the fact that bullying is possible, maybe I trust people less. I'm more inclined to be looking for these kinds of behaviors or interpreting people's behaviors in light of the fact that I now see myself as like a possible target that I'm also more likely to see bullying as, as, Uh, a result of being bullied so there's sort of this feedback loop 
that happens for people where things get it really is like a spiral things get even worse Mm -hmm. that kind of reminds me this is going to be like a really dumb example but like you know when you're have sensitive skin like you're sensitized not sensitive but sensitized which is like it's already irritated by something and then you add something else and then it irritates it even more instead of like something that might normally have calmed it down or just been nothing is making it the reaction worse and worse because your skin is already sensitized um it's kind of like this I mean skin and a person's emotions a little different but just kind of made me think of that comparison so it's like you're already sensitive to something something's already upsetting you and causing you to have a reaction and then you throw in something that maybe wouldn't have caused a reaction before but now you're reacting because you're already kind of like in this set of being reactive yeah I think that's a really good example and I think you're right because there are sort of these two components that can get to be too much Mm -hmm. so Bullying activates your emotions and it activates your brain to start trying to figure out like, why is this happening? What should I say? How should I react? Like all of that is really taxing to have to figure out in the moment. Like I'm sure all of us have been in a situation where like somebody says something to you that's maybe not so nice or you're in a disagreement with somebody and like, you know, an hour later you're like, oh man, I should have said whatever. <laughs> All the and time. I think that happens a lot because when you're in the moment, you're pr- trying to process what's going on. And so like, you're not doing your best thinking when you're like in it. Mm-hmm. And the same is true in these situations where on an ongoing basis over time, that person can trigger emotional responses in you and they can trigger cognitive responses in you where you're trying to think about what's happening, what to say, and you're overwhelmed. And so it can just be like somebody has been bullied and maybe they have a big workload and it's like, okay, someone asked them to do an extra task and that's like the straw that breaks the camel's back. Right. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden the person's like really upset and you don't know why it might not seem related, but it's because they like can't handle one more thing to think about. Yeah. Or, you know, someone's very highly emotionally aroused and then something happens at work that, you know, normally they wouldn't cry about or be upset about and they might start crying at work or something. And it seems like, why is that person crying about that? But really it's because they've just sort of like hit a peak of emotions or cognitions that they can't go over yeah yeah that makes a lot of sense to me I think I mean I think we've all been there like we all know that when somebody says something rude to you and you want to have a good comeback and you never do in that moment like now imagine if that's just constant right you can never think of that good comeback and you're constantly feeling that way and then you add something else and you just yeah you freak out I mean it's just like anything else like when you have um, an excessive amount of stress, then you add one more thing on top of it, you know, you, you can't handle it. At some point you're too full. You can't do it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's why this like kind of double whammy of bullying, because it is an emotional thing. Mm-hmm. And it's also something that takes up a lot of brain space to think through. Um, it becomes really problematic over time. So some of the things that bullying is related to, and this list is just like, long and interesting um so anxiety and depression are positively correlated with the amount of bullying so actual like diagnosable mental health issues um are related um somatization like thinking that you have a lot of health issues like just a general feeling that you're less healthy um 
reporting other kinds of physical health problems, um, like heart-related issues, things of that nature. This was like a composite measure. Um, Post-traumatic stress, so PTSD. Um, Not that this article was able to diagnose people with an actual disorder, Mm -hmm. but um, people reported post-traumatic stress symptoms, um, as well as burnout and uh, feeling strained on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Um, so all of these things were positively related to the experience of bullying. And that's a list of stuff that is, you know, not so great. Mm -mm. So (laughs) I think, I think one of the things that people, um, like to do, uh, or it feels better to do when you're being bullied is sort of like compartmentalize. So you might say like, well, this person's affecting me at work, but when I go home, I'm just not going to think about it. But the reality of the situation is that if you don't come to terms with the fact that you are being bullied and you don't take active steps to try to care for yourself while you're in the process of trying to cope with the situation in other ways, or you don't try to really think about an action plan to deal with this, um, over time, this can really take a toll. And in fact, the second meta-analysis in this study was a time lag meta-analysis where they looked at studies that had not just looking at okay I'm saying I'm getting bullied today and I'm also saying today I feel more anxiety but like months later after Mm. I report being bullied how do these things actually hold up and they found that the relationships held over time Mm -hmm. um so it's not something you can just like get away from if you ignore it it's really something that will manifest in the long term yeah so just kind of to summarize generally bullying is related to both mental health issues physical um symptoms so like reporting something not being right physically heart issues etc um and then also just like that exhaustion that strain that burnout um in the moment so like you say you're bullying those things happen but then over time those exact same things will continue so you get bullied and then six months later you're still going to feel the same way you're still going to have that strain you're still going to have um those physical symptoms and potentially have some mental health issues as well yeah so it is something that I think is serious and I think it also just helps to give credence to people that are having these experiences at work and are feeling like they don't know you know they they might feel alone or isolated or lonely or they might think that they're just like going crazy you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like uh like I have this person at work why is it getting in my head so much why can't you know I why am I having physical health problems why am I feeling so anxious or why am I feeling more sad all the time or more tired and and yeah right exactly so like if you don't know that these are normal responses to this behavior you can start to feel like there well maybe there is something wrong with me maybe I'm not as good of an employee as I thought or maybe I can't hack it so I think it's good for employees to recognize that if you're being exposed to these kinds of individuals or these kinds of experiences that you know, and you're feeling this way, it's not about you. This is a normal response. Mm -hmm. And then it's about, well, what can you do to overcome that? Yeah, no, I think that's a great call out. Like if you're feeling this way, if you have this happening to you, you're not alone and it's normal. And now it's time to focus on uh, alleviating the situation and and self-care. So what can you do to make yourself feel better while you're still in that problem? Yeah, so I think to that point, Um, you know, obviously we've talked a lot on the podcast and in the blog about stress reduction techniques. And while it's not an ultimate answer to taking care of the root of the problem, which is the bully, um, while you're thinking about how to deal with that situation, 
practicing mindfulness, spending time with people that replenish you from a resource perspective, like positive forces, positive energy um, in your life, trying to, you know, if yoga is something that you like to do or something that really gets you into that flow that you feel good about from a health perspective can help to deal with it from an in, in an indirect way. Um, so one thing I would say is like, you might feel very tired and exhausted when you get home and that's real. Like you are feeling burnt out, but that doesn't mean like you come home from work and you should just close the door and go to sleep immediately. Doing some of those replenishing activities, even though it might not seem like it in the moment can actually help you to indirectly cope, um, Mm -hmm. with the stress. So if, yeah, so coming home and being able to spend some time with your family or your friends, uh, going out for that happy hour, even though you feel really tired or making sure you make that yoga class or that spinning class or whatever you like to do that kind of helps you relieve stress. Um, you need to make that time because it's extra important when you're in this situation. Yeah. And I think in terms of dealing with it directly, there are sort of two different things that, um, you know, I would recommend just, and this is not a recommendation that came out of the findings of the article, but just recommendations from other work that I've seen in this area or just in working with people in general who maybe have experienced this kind of stuff is like talk through the details of your specific situation with another person because you're feeling cognitively overloaded and emotionally overloaded there could be some solutions that you're just not able to see that somebody that you trust might be able to walk you through or talk you through Mm -hmm. that you might be able to come to a better conclusion than you would if you just try to think that you need to handle it yourself or don't be embarrassed to talk about it with somebody else. A lot of times when you feel embarrassed to talk about something, you find out that another person has had a similar experience. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you might be surprised to find out, you know, this is pretty prevalent behavior, um, unfortunately. So talk about it with somebody that you trust and try to generate other solutions. And if you don't have somebody that you trust that you feel like you can talk it through, your HR department is supposed to be a place where you can go to report these things or troubleshoot. And, you know, the HR department is there to help you walk through some of these things. So if you do need to, you know, go to somebody and talk about it, the HR person is usually the right person to talk to about it. Um, If you don't feel like you can trust your HR person, if you know any other people who are in HR, uh, they might be good people to talk to even in other companies just to bounce ideas off of them about what to do. But talking it through and reporting it uh, can help. As long as you think about and are um, careful about ensuring that you're thinking ahead about possible responses and preparing yourself for those responses that the person finds out that you've reported. Mm -hmm. Just so you're not walking into it without having anticipated what you'll do if that person reacts. Yeah. And I think it's important too, like with your example of HR is the bullying person, right? Or if you can't go to HR for some reason. Obviously, outside of the organization, there's places to go to talk, but people that you probably know. But the thing is that you need to think about who else in the organization that might have some influence can you talk to? Do you know any other leaders and other teams and other areas that you have a good relationship with that you think might be um, available for you to discuss this with? So think broadly if HR is not a place to go. And, you know, I think there's some places where companies are really tiny. HR might not be huge. Um, and of course HR could also be bullying. So I think you just need to think really broadly. And if there's anybody at your work that you can trust a coworker, even then 
that person can hopefully help you brainstorm too because that person like like you mentioned when you're in the middle of being bullied and you're so overwhelmed with all of the emotions with it and you know the stress and your response to that stress you aren't thinking it through properly as you've said already and the the coworker knows the work environment too like they know who's there they know who maybe they have somebody they trust that you've never really interacted with and they can help guide you to a person that would be helpful so kind of think broadly as to who you're talking to if some of the normal routes are not available and i think of course yeah. if you are in a situation like that and there's not really a great solution like unfortunately if you're able to you might be time to look for a new position somewhere else you know sometimes those situations don't get resolved sometimes the bully is really high up and is not going to be removed from their role or disciplined in any way and and if you can't get anything done there then it, it might be time to think about moving on yeah I completely agree about thinking broadly um and also that you know exploring external options might be a good thing to do if you feel like you don't have anybody in the company that's receptive to this conversation and you really are stuck with regard to how to fix it. I also think that if you're not the person being bullied, so let's say you witness someone being bullied, it's good to reach out to that person afterwards and tell them that you're there to talk and be a, be that sounding board for somebody. So if mm -hmm. you know that that's going on, even if you don't feel like you can intervene directly um, to the person, but letting that person know that you saw it and that you're happy to talk with them about it. Mm -hmm. um, so just letting people know that you're an ally and that you're willing to have that conversation, I think is really important. And if you're a manager, I think it's particularly important to make sure that you're keeping this. Well, first of all, don't bully people. But second of all, um, if you see people that are bullying others on the team, it's really important to take this seriously. If people are telling you that someone's a bully, it really doesn't matter how well they're performing or what numbers they're bringing in they're demotivating other people on the team and so for the money that they're bringing in they're costing you that money in lost productivity for the people around them so um, it's great to have a high performer but if that person's leaving dead bodies behind their net value to the company is going to ultimately be negative mm -hmm. and you can maybe coach that person through it at, but if you even think about if you think it's a high potential person well how far are they going to get in the company with that kind of attitude, how far do you want them to get in the company without being coached about those behaviors? Because that's going to have an increasingly negative impact, the broader scope of influence that person has. So it's worth sitting down and trying to coach people through those behaviors, um, regardless of how high a performer they are in other areas. Yeah, I agree. And I think as a manager too, like you really can set the stage with talking to your team and letting them know that you're there obviously to be, um, a sounding board if they ever experience anything like that. But I think it's also important to kind of let them send the message out that you're there for anybody on any team, right? Like kind of what I was saying, like as an employee, if you're getting bullied and you kind of think really broadly as who to talk to, I think that if you could be that leader that people go to, regardless of what team they're on, like that would be so valuable and so important for so many people. So, you know, making other people aware of, you know, how, what you think about this kind of behavior and how you can be there to help others, you know, I think is really important. And if you send the message to your team and then to other people that you work with, then eventually that will get out and people will know that you might be that person that they can go to. Um, and I think that's, that's huge. Like having somebody in a company that everyone knows like, okay, well maybe they're not an HR, but we know this person's going to have our back. Then you'll, you'll probably have a better environment just overall. Cause you have 
people feeling comfortable knowing where to go. Yeah. And even if you can put a sign or something on your door, like um, in different institutions I've been in, they have like signs that say like safe zone. Like if you've been bullied or you feel mistreated, like I'm a person that's open to having that conversation. I can help you or I'm an ally to various communities like so that you have a visible symbol of people Mm -hmm. knowing where to go. So um, you don't have to wait for your organization to say that that's something you can do. Um, you can, you know, send those signals in your office or on your door or whatever you want so that people are aware that you're open to those conversations and that you're not going to tolerate that kind of behavior on your team. I really so, like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. And then from an organizational perspective, I was just thinking a little bit around policies. I think that's really where the organizations come into play. Like you need to have strict policies around what happens when someone is being a bully to that individual what kind of discipline what what do you do to make sure that that is fixed and resolved quickly yeah a lot of companies have a zero tolerance policy around bullying and in the onboarding process they'll clearly define what they see as bullying behavior so everyone's on the same page and if someone is again bullying has to be ongoing so the idea is that if somebody mistreats someone once you would correct them and give them the opportunity to correct it but if it's an ongoing issue and bullying is actually occurring, then the company would take a zero tolerance stance on that. And I've seen a lot of companies do that. And I think it helps employees to feel better that they have a policy to fall back on. Mm-hmm. So certainly at the organizational level, there are things that you can do to help employees feel comfortable reporting because they know there's a policy that will back them up, as well as being able to talk about this um, in a way that's not just like, hey, this is my one case. What do you think about it? But I think that this person's violating policy. Here's why I think they're violating policy. And it gives you a little bit more of a leg to stand on. So Mm -hmm. definitely from the organizational level policy, from a managerial level, be open to having these conversations. Make sure that you're rooting this out in your teams and listening to people if they come to you and say that someone's bullying them. And from an individual level, take care of yourself. Try to find trusted folks to talk to about this within the organization or outside of the organization. And um don't feel badly if you're suffering negative consequences. Um, know that it's not you. You're not crazy. Um, but it is something that you should address so that you don't suffer the long-term consequences. So talk to someone about it. Figure out a plan and uh, move forward as best you can. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for reading that article. I think it was really interesting and hopefully very helpful and informative to others. Yeah, thanks so much. I appreciate it. And if anyone out there, I hope that you haven't been bullied, but if anyone out there has any stories that they want to share with us or anything that um, they want to, you know, talk about or have questions about, um, we'd be happy to talk further about uh, this topic. Or if you've uh, helped stop a bully or been a friend to someone who's been bullying and have some strategies about that, we'd love to hear that too. So thanks everyone for listening and we hope to hear from you. Yes, please reach out. You can reach us um, at workerbeing at gmail.com. You can also find us on our website, which is workerbeing.com. And you can find us on social media at workerbeing. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Worker Being Podcast is hosted by us, Patricia Grabarek and Katina Sawyer, and produced by Allie Johnson. 